The Cayman Islands National Weather Service, as of 4 p.m., is issuing a severe weather bulletin calling for continued moderate to locally heavy showers through the evening over the Cayman Islands. The Cayman Islands National Weather Service at 4 p.m. canceled the tropical storm warning issued due to Laura. But as you just heard from forecaster Kerry Forbes, we still have some wet, windy weather and rough seas in our forecast. We'll get the full report on that coming up in weather. But first, let's check in on how things fared in the Sister Islands. Just a few moments ago, we heard from Deputy District Commissioner from the Sister Islands, Mark Tibbetts, speaking to CIGTV. Mr. Tibbetts says the Sister Islands fared well. Here in the BRAC, we've been experiencing throughout the day some on and off uh, rain, rain squalls, uh, bringing with it some, some gusts of winds at times. In fact, we've had reports that has been confirmed that we actually experienced a tropical storm force winds uh, a couple of times during those, those squalls throughout the day. Um, but all in all, we have fared extremely well throughout the islands. Uh, not much reports as far as any major flooding. We do have a few of our drain wells that have been backed up by Public Works. The department will be dealing with those before the end of the day. Throw the island, there's a number of, a couple of trees down, some tree limbs, some other debris in the roads, but again, no, no major damage whatsoever in, in the sister islands of, of Cayman Brack and, and Little Cayman. We also checked in with Hazard Management Acting Director Teresita De Silva today. We've been dealing with a tropical storm warning for the sister islands, and we're also certainly seeing some of the impact of the weather. Uh, from your guys' perspective, what have you guys been seeing happen kind of throughout the day today? Uh, for today, we've been in close liaison with the National Weather Service just to keep an eye on the storm, to see whether it changes direction, or just to get a kind of a projection as to how the Weather Service thinks the storm is going to go throughout the evening. Um, on our side, we have been monitoring it on our screens, um, issuing information to the public in terms of being prepared no matter what. And as we've seen, all the boats have broke their moorings, and it's a prime example as to, you know, never underestimate the path of a tropical storm or a hurricane. It doesn't have to be a hurricane to cause damage, and that's clearly evident now. So always heed warnings or even you know, if there isn't a significant warning that's being given, still make the necessary precautions to get yourself prepared as well as secure your um, your valuable items, which could be you know your home, your car, and in this case, it's boats really. And we've seen a lot of boats that have been damaged, I mean, significant number of boats that have been damaged on the Seven Mile Beach. So it's just a, a gentle reminder to always you know pay attention to the information, just make sure that you're always prepared. So that is one of the things I think sometimes can happen is that we, you know, we say, oh, it's not a hurricane. It's, quote, unquote, just a tropical storm. But just a tropical storm, as we've seen, can certainly cause problems enough on their own. Correct. And, I mean, persons look at the wind speed and not necessarily the size of the wind band, and that can play a significant role in the damage that it causes. So even though it's a tropical storm, if it's, you know, a wide system, it, it can disperse water as well as wind quite extensively. And I think that's kind of the perception that person has that, oh, it's just a tropical storm, it's, you know, it's just 30 mile per hour winds or, um, or it's just a category one. But it, it person should really heed the size of the storm as well. Any guidance for us over tonight, the next 24 hours, anything we should do in particular other than just pay attention? If you don't have your kids ready for any type of hazard, not just hurricane, persons should really take this as a warning to get themselves prepared, to get their family prepared. 
And given a situation um, overseas where COVID is still rampant, persons need to make sure that they have proper plans in place if they do want to evacuate. It may be more difficult to do that because of the limited flights, but those measures need to be put in place from now. And, uh, you know, a lot of thought needs to go into how persons will respond if we are under hurricane or are under a significant weather threat. In terms of rainfall accumulation here on Grand Cayman, the Cayman Islands National Weather Service records 35.5 millimeters of rain between 7 p.m. last night and 1 p.m. this afternoon. Radio Command's Carsley Fuller has been keeping us up to speed on weather throughout the day today. Let's check in with Carsley one more time. She's in Lore Valley with the latest from there. Carsley? April, we seem to have finally got a little bit of a break in the action, at least in Lower Valley. Earlier this evening, we just got hit by like 90 minutes of solid torrential downpour. There was lots of rain. There was lots of wind. The yard was full up with water. We're 13 feet above sea level where I live, and it didn't stop it from creeping up to the patio. The roads were also full fat with water, so we were being very careful as we came back from town into Lower Valley this evening. People were being pretty careful on the roads, but we definitely saw the water creeping up on the sides, so definitely watch out for some flooding in low-lying areas. Seems like it's calmed down in the Lower Valley area. We do have still a light drizzle going on, but it's nothing like we saw earlier today. So hopefully the worst is behind us. Reporting for Radio Cayman News from Lower Valley, I'm Carsley Fuller. Thank you, Carsley. Turning now to other local news. Police are looking for witnesses after a stabbing at a Georgetown bar. They say just after one this morning, officers responded to a call from a bar on Seymour Road. A man and woman left the premises crossed the street and were approached by three men with knives. The man and woman were both stabbed in the altercation and taken to the Cayman Islands Hospital via private vehicle. The woman received life-threatening injuries and remains in the hospital, according to police, in serious but stable condition. The man received minor injuries and was subsequently discharged. Police say the suspects both had a dark complexion. One of the men was wearing a white shirt and blue jeans, another wearing a red shirt and black pants. The third man was wearing all black. Now, officers say they are aware that there were several people nearby at the time of the incident, so they're appealing for anyone who may have witnessed anything to contact Georgetown CID. The number to call is 949-4222. If you'd like to make an anonymous tip, you can do that directly to police on their confidential tip line at 949-7777 or on their website at rcips.ky. You can also submit a tip anonymously through the Miami-based call center of Crime Stompers. That number is 800-8477-800-TIPS. Just a quick check of the COVID-19 numbers for today. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee reports 264 results carried out since our report on Friday. All have come back negative for COVID-19. The total number of people in isolation, either at a government facility or in their homes as required by the Medical Officer of Health, is currently at 92. His Excellency the Governor Martin Roper discusses the controversial domestic partnership bill on Radio Cayman's Talk Today. This comes back to uh, Chantel and, and Vicky wanting to, to have their rights uh, recognised. Mr Roper is referring to Caymanian Chantel Day and her partner Vicky Baden-Bush, who challenged the Cayman Islands marriage laws in court. A court of appeals decision determined the islands must provide a legal framework equivalent to marriage for same-sex couples. Some people often say, well, what, the UK hasn't intervened on this issue 
and isn't intervening in other territories. So why is that? Well, the, the, the difference is that here in Cayman we have a court case. We have a Caymanian couple in a Caymanian court um, seeking redress for uh, discrimination. Mr. Roper said he felt that it was important to share with the listening audience the reason he's exercising his reserve powers under the Constitution. Noting Cayman is governed by the rule of law, something he says is important beyond the matter of domestic partnerships. We, we are a, a territory and a jurisdiction that is governed by the rule of law, um, so this just cannot be um, ignored. Um, you know, we, we have a, a successful jurisdiction that, that relies on the rule of law, relies on a, on a legal system, relies on the reputation of the legal system, and the financial services industry is highly dependent on that as well. So it's really important that we are seen to comply um, with the law. The Domestic Partnership Bill is currently out for public consultation after the initial version failed to pass in the Legislative Assembly. Mr. Roper says they are receiving feedback. We've had quite a lot of um, of, of comments on, on the bill. Most of them really are either in favour of the bill or against the bill. We haven't had very many specific drafting um, okay. suggestions, but that, that process continues until next Monday, um, after which I will sit down with the Attorney-General and his his team sure. and go through the, the changes. And I will uh, be seeking to, to, to give assent uh, to the bill um, by the end of next uh, next week. Mr. Robert says they are looking at changing from domestic partnerships to civil partnerships. Either way, though, the aim is to provide financial and legal protection to same-sex couples or unmarried couples of the opposite sex or unmarried couples of the opposite sex. The International College of the Cayman Islands welcomes some new members into the prestigious Sigma Beta Delta Honor Society. Radio Cayman's John Anglin has more. Sigma Beta Delta was created in 1994 as a business honor society for accredited institutions that offer baccalaureate and graduate degrees in business, management, and administration. Since that time, Sigma Beta Delta has established over 425 chapters in 45 states and internationally, inducting more than 85 members. ICCI welcomed five students and two honorary inductees in the Sigma Beta Delta at a service held on Sunday, August 23rd at the Georgetown Yacht Club. Community leaders Ms. Sheena Hislop and Mr. Carlisle McLaughlin are among the honored. Ms. Hislop attended university in the United States and obtained her Bachelor's of Science in Accounting in 1992. She returned to the island to join the firm KPMG. She pursued and was successful at obtaining the Certified Public Accountant designation. Continuing on in her career with KPMG, she is currently a partner in their alternative investments practice. Mr. Carlisle McLaughlin, a retired senior partner of Ernst & Young and former chairman of Cayman Islands Monetary Authority, the chairman of Silver Thatch Pensions, business owner of the Mac Store and proud ICCI alum. The inductees will receive an invitation for a lifetime membership to honor the society and recognition of high academic achievement and commitment to live a life of wisdom, honor, and aspirations, along with access to and support from a global network of high achievers in the business realm. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Return to school. Bobo and Titi and friends are back with a new animated video designed to help our children adjust to the return to the classroom, albeit with new rules due to the pandemic. Helping them along, teacher Mrs. Turtle. 
New rules again? I know, Pepe. It is hard to keep up with new rules. But remember, these rules keep us safe. Yes, my mom told me because of these rules, coronavirus is almost zero in Cayman. That's right, Capo. The project is a partnership between the Red Cross, Health Services Authority, and Sands Creative Limited with funding from the R3 Foundation. So the concept of it all was, you know, how do we make sure that we are addressing, um, you know, this, this gap, which is information in an age-appropriate way for children. Um, and then obviously, just as the, the pandemic sort of has been dragging on, um, addressing some of the issues uh, relating to mental health that we're seeing um, that are popping up within our community and across the globe. The Red Cross's Caroline Fajeda tells Radio Cayman they are also making some additional tools available upon request. We do have the full breakdown for teachers and educators, and that includes people who are homeschooling, um, which includes not only this video, but also the lesson plans and the additional activities, uh, because we have broken it into four parts to make it easier for delivery in the classroom so that kids are engaged. Um, so we have the full lesson plans, the activity sheet, we even have some child-friendly signage on physical distancing and the like, um, as well as the full health and hygiene video and the hand-washing song um, to help with messages in the classroom or with kids uh, from a learning perspective. And we're making all of that available free of cost um, to um, any and every teacher uh, within all of the Cayman Islands and beyond. To get the materials, email deputy at redcross.org.ky. You can also see the video on the Red Cross Facebook page and on YouTube. There are plans to release a radio-friendly version in the very near future. Finally tonight, the Department of Environment saves a sea turtle in danger. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins has more. Chief Conservation Officer Mark Orr of the Department of Environment explains to Radio Cayman how a nesting sea turtle was nearly poached and how they intervened in the nick of time. Well, we got a, a report that someone had flipped a turtle. A member of the public had called 911 at the West Bay Public Beach. Myself and another officer were already out guarding nesting turtles, but on a different beach. But we responded and got there within about five minutes. We found the turtle on the beach, uh, flipped on her back, uh, she had been chased off where she had started to nest, started to run back to the sea, but she was flipped over. Fortunately, the sea turtle was merely frightened and not injured. So after making checks that she was all right and healthy, we went ahead and flipped her back over and, um, you know, watched her while she got back to the water. And then also one of the, at least one officer stayed uh, on that beach for the rest of the night to see if she came back, and actually the night after because she didn't come back. Um, we believe she moved to a different beach because of the scare she got that she moved down the coast of ways and nested down there two nights later. As to who the culprit is, the DOE are unsure, but Mr. Orr asks the public to respect the turtles and also the law. Well, we do ask for people to stay back at least 50 feet because they can be scared off. Um, some turtles will come up in the middle of noisy, lit areas but most like quiet um, before they start their nesting. So if they keep getting scared off too many times over a couple of nights, it is possible that the turtle will just drop that batch of eggs at sea, um, pretty much killing them, and, um, and just wait for the next batch. So we you know, want people to stay back and not let them finish their nesting. Um, also, it is against the law. The definition of taking under the national conservation law includes disturbing or impeding and uh, sea turtles. 
So actually disturbing, disturbing them in their nesting and stopping their nesting is against the law. For Radio K-Man News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. If you witness poaching or suspicious activity, call 911 and ask for DOE or call a DOE conservation officer at 916-4271. That is your latest local news from Radio K-Man's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.